Welcome to the Kingdom Come Podcast with Desmond D.K. Howard. That's me. So, this week on the show, what we're going to be talking about is obviously takeaways from the Chiefs' 7-17 to loss to the Steelers in preseason week two. I'm going to talk about a couple takeaways from that. Um, I'm going to focus a little bit more on the defense. There are some things offensively that I saw that I liked, uh, but there aren't really too many questions on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and then we're also going to talk about the significance of wins in the preseason. What what does winning in the preseason, what does a perfect a perfect uh, preseason mean versus a winless preseason or somewhere three and one, two and two, what does it all mean moving forward for a team going into the season? And so starting with the game, obviously the Chiefs lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers um, 17-7. It was actually tied all the way through the first half. Um, the Steelers got on the board with about six minutes in, left in the second quarter. Then the Chiefs went down and scored with about I, I want to believe I want to say it was about um, um a little over two minutes left in the no it was a little under the two minute warning in the second half in the second quarter. Um, but what I want to talk about is the defense because obviously offensively you know both teams started off really slow. Uh, after the one-hour rain delay with inclement weather up there in Pittsburgh. But, um, yeah, both teams started off slow offensively. Then they, you know, as the game progressed, they both picked it up. But what I want to talk about is the defense because despite the loss, despite the loss, the Chiefs held the Steelers to 6 of 14 on third down conversions so that's something that is a bit of an improvement you know stopping the run especially on third down situation getting off the field that was an issue for the Chiefs last season so it's something that has obviously been a focal point and something that they focused on this offseason and in training camp and to see that you know they're getting off the field in more than half of their opportunities is a good sign. It's a sign that, and keep in mind, this is throughout the entire game. So you've got your second, third string guys coming in there on, um, with just the first string guy. And you, like I said, both teams started off kind of slow and kind of sloppy. But the first team, I think, held them to zero third down conversions. I think both teams started out with the first three drives each way were punts. But, Here's where I have to pick at the defense, right? You know, we switched to Spagnola and got this 4-3 defense, which is supposed to be a pass, not a pass stop, pass stop, but a run stopping defense. And we gave up 124 yards on the ground. They ran the ball 31 times, so I mean 124 yards isn't, doesn't sound bad on 30 rushes it doesn't sound all that bad but the issue is it was four yards per carry it was four yards per carry which means if they run the ball first second third down four yards per carry that's the first down every single time so that's just just being a little nitpicky that's something that needs probably needs to be cleaned up i understand that um james connor is a great up-and-coming back uh Steelers fans are not going to miss Le'Veon Bell whatsoever 
at all. They saw it last year. They saw glimpses of it. Um, you know, they still want to levy on back, but now it's for sure. It's absolutely certain they will not miss Le'Veon Bell in that Pittsburgh backfield whatsoever. James Conner is good. He is that good. Um, but the fact that they gave up 124 rushing yards, but they only gave up like 100, they gave up, I think it was 205, I want to say it was 205 yards, um, actually don't, don't call me on that, I just know that my issue was with the running defense, um, it could have been better this game, it was a lot better last week against the Bengals, who are, uh, uh, of course, arguably a much worse team than the Steelers, it's not even an argument to make, they're, they're a worse team than the Steelers, both in the air and on the ground, um, now on the other side of the ball, I do want to say, we had three fumbles, I know you get news, you had the one hour delay, it was due to lightning and rain and ball gets wet and it kind of takes you out of your zone where you got to sit around and wait for an extra hour before kickoff. But that ball security needs to be top priority. We can't have those type of situations where we're coughing up the ball. Um, I know the defense ended up getting two turnovers themselves with an interception late in the second quarter and a fumble recovery earlier in the game. But three fumbles, that's... If you ask me, a fumble is 10 times worse than an interception. Like, an interception, the ball is in the air. And at any point, you just, the defender makes a great play. That's how you can end up with an interception. It can be a bad pass, it can be a bad read, but it can also be just a great play by the defender and by the defense. Now, a fumble means that you had the ball in your hand and you did not secure it fully. You must secure the football. They tell this to little kids, high and tight. High and tight when you're carrying the ball. Keep it pressed up against your body. Secure it. Hold on for dear life. And that's just something that needs to happen. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter who's carrying the ball. It doesn't matter uh, if it's the quarterback, the running back, the tight ends, uh, the receivers. It, it doesn't matter if it's on a pump return, a kick return. It, you must hold on to the ball, secure that ball. If you fail to secure the ball, then you're going to struggle. And I don't want to say that the three fumbles was the reason they lost this game, but, you know, it played it played its role. Um, fairly clean game as far as penalties. Only, you know, seven penalties for 44 yards. But, again, the fumbles played a part in this. And the... 124 yards rushing. This also played a part. Lost the time of possession battle by roughly three minutes. It was a little under three minutes. It was probably about two minutes and 30 some odd seconds, something like that. Um, No, not too bad for a full 60 minute game, you know, 60 minutes of clock time in a game. Um, So it doesn't really Eh, you win some of those battles, you lose some of them. It's kind of something you take with a grain of salt. I will say, though, on the offensive side, 109 yards rushing on 21 attempts, which means that the Chiefs averaged 5.2 5.2 yards per carry. Now, what that means is something that 
I spoke about on the last recording um, when I was joined by, again, Robert Remsen and uh, from Arrowhead Pride. And we was talking about Darwin Thompson, guys like Darwin Thompson and Carlos Hyde. And, and we've even had the conversation on Twitter about, you know, the running back by committee, the running back by committee uh, concept that Coach Reed has, you know, said is what the future of the Chiefs offense is going to look like. The running game is solid. The running game is solid. Uh, and with each passing week, it looks more and more like Darwin Thompson has secured his spot on the roster. So without a doubt, he could even possibly um, be second string. He could, you know, possibly end up above a Carlos Hyde and a, a Darrell Williams or Darrell Williams. Um and kid's nice. He's not the biggest running back on the team, uh, but he's got that quick burst. He's got pretty solid vision, and he knows how to you know break a tackle or two if he needs to make a play, get the first down, and you know get even further down the field. Now, what's the significance of winning? A preseason game for for most fans you know they're games that don't count and I know myself included I'm a, not a fan of, of the NFL preseason I think it's just a you know it's an accident waiting to happen for all 32 NFL teams you got all these top tier talents you're playing your star players in games that don't count towards playoff seating or you know possibly getting to the Super Bowl it doesn't do anything for you it's just free football and I think it's just an opportunity for the league to get more money from ticket sales and um, from ticket sales and TV deals and this, that, and a third. But what is the significance other than the coaches getting to see who's on their team? Well, that's exactly what the significance is. If you have a perfect 4-0 preseason, it's not a guarantee that you're going to have a great season when the regular season rolls up because it's a different level of intensity. Same thing with if you have a great regular season, doesn't mean you're going to win the Super Bowl because the postseason is a completely different level of intensity than the regular season. But a perfect 4-0 and uh, preseason or even just a preseason where you are above 500 or at least 500. If you go 2-2, two and two, that's, you know, that's a pretty good preseason. If you go 3-1, and one, that's a great preseason. Right, but the significance of a good preseason is that you know that your team has depth from the top to the bottom. You have a good team, which means, in the unfortunate and hopefully for all 32 NFL teams, unlikely case that you have a player, a starter, go down with a season ending injury, you don't miss the production as much. You miss the production because your starters are your starters for a reason. They're the ones who are best put your team in a position to win. So that's why they're starting. But those backup guys, those second and third string guys, they're solid players. And that's what you get from, that's what you can take away from a perfect or just even a a good preseason. Um, Other than, like I said, Offensively, the team's good. The team's great. They're they're gonna be they're gonna be fine. Um, they'll still be a top top three offense. Even that's even if um Mahomes regresses. But 
I really do I really do have high hopes for this defense from what I've seen from the first two preseason games, even though we got the loss here against the Steelers who were, you know, had a little bit of extra emotion in, you know, behind their efforts with the loss of their wide receiver coach, Daryl Drake, last week, just suddenly. And um, again, condolences to uh, his family and to the Steelers organization, the Steeler Nation, everybody, um, and anybody else in the league or anywhere else around the game of football who was connected to Coach Daryl Drake. But the Steelers had a little bit of extra emotion behind their play, so... You know, that emotion, sometimes it's it's just the X factor. And it can be that winning leverage that you need to, you know, be the difference between a win and a loss. Just emotion. But other than that, I really have high hopes for this defense. They, um, Roethlisberger didn't play. They gave up the 100, 100 plus yards rushing, over 200 yards passing. But in today's league, in today's offensive offense heavy league, you're expecting 300, 300 um, yard games as total offense. That's a given. That's almost a given. If it's less than three hundred yards total offense, the defense showed out absolutely. And um, it's like I said, I have high hopes. I think that the defense will jump drastically from where they were last season, being in the bottom being bottom feeders in the NFL to at the very least being the middle of the pack defense. I'm not going to jump to any conclusions and say, oh, they've got this four three, they've got Alex Okafer, they've got um, you know, they've got Frank Clark, they've still got Chris Jones and uh Derek Noddy's getting better and we've got the Honey Badger and uh Brashard Breland and all of these guys and Juan Thornhill's gonna have an amazing rookie season. He's gonna be the AFC defensive rookie. I'm not going to say those things because let's face it, things like that are exaggerations. In all honesty, as much as I like Thornhill, because like they were saying about him in camp, he gets around the ball. I saw it in both the first two preseason games. He gets around the ball. He just likes being around the ball. He's always in, he constantly puts himself in positions to possibly make big plays. And so he's he's gonna have a bright future, but let's face it, he's going to be nowhere near the AFC's defensive rookie of the year. It's not it's just not in the cards for him. But he will be a solid player, a solid contributor to that secondary. The linebackers look better. The four three is doing what it's supposed to do as far as we're not getting gashed for seven yard runs every time the other team decides to run the ball. So that's a positive, major positive, major plus plus sign right there. And so at the very least, at the very least, this defense becomes a middle of the pack team. They're not going to be in nowhere. They're not going to be up there with the Baltimore's and the, the Los Angeles Rams of the league defensively. It's just not going to be where they're at. But... I think anywhere between 16 to 20. 16 to 20 as a total defensive ranking, I think is something realistic we can look at. I also think it's good enough to keep the defense off the field enough to let Patrick Mahomes in that high-powered, high-octane, nearly unstoppable offense 
absolutely dismantle opponents. Because if it... We saw last season with a couple of shootouts that they did have, you know, most notably with the Rams and even the game, the first game, the Sunday night game against the Patriots, the offense and Patrick Mahomes can keep up with anybody. If the defense makes a stop or two here and there, that's the difference between a win and a loss. And I think this new defensive system, this new 4-3, and the, the new players that they brought in will make that difference and will be able to keep the defense off the field and keep Mahomes on the field. The longer Mahomes is on the field, the more points the Chiefs score. The less he's on the field, the less games they win. It's that simple. It's really that simple. So here's to hoping for great things and continued improvement in health for that defensive side. Um, you know, Breland Speaks left the game with an injury. I don't think it'll be anything too serious. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Join me next time on the Kingdom Come Podcast. I am Desmond D.K. Howard. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at D.K. Howard 13. Again, that is D.K. Howard 13. I will See y'all next time.